0: Welcome back to episode two of A Real Talk with Kara Jones. I am so happy to have you guys back and thank you guys so much for your support in the first episode. I honestly was like very shocked at how well it went and just the responses I got. So thank you guys so much because I couldn't do it without you. And if you have any interest in coming to the podcast, please DM me because... I am struggling so hard to record this by myself. Like, I would way rather have a guest on. So, please let me know if you have any interest. And I do have some fun content coming for you guys soon with guests. I started content planning, so stay tuned. But with that being said, this episode is going to be brought to you by your comments that you guys gave me after the first episode. So, we are going to be talking about body dysmorphia, body image, all of that. I'm going to give you my experience. And dive a lot deeper into the things I experienced, other than my Russian coach telling me not to eat. And then I'm gonna to talk to you about my relationship with my body today and how I've healed myself, honestly, in both body image and body dysmorphia. I it was I was trying to think back of like my first experience with body image issues, and I couldn't think of a single thing in like high school. Or my club days of gymnastics where I was like really self-conscious, really anxious, anything like that. I had a lot of similar stories to like my Russian coach telling me not to eat. But nothing that I was like, oh, this is noteworthy. So we're going to skip into when I get to college when honestly the majority of things started. So when I got to college my freshman year, I'll touch on this on a later episode, but I went through a depressive stage and was on medication and on that medication i had lost like i want to say like 10 pounds which at the time i weighed like 130 very lean 130 so i was like 120 maybe maybe a little lighter than 120 and people had started to notice that i had lost weight so this was in my spring quarter of freshman year i didn't tell anyone that i was taking medication for depression because honestly it's embarrassing like it was a stigma then like As an as an athlete, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm sad, like I'm depressed, whatever. So like for me, I really didn't want to tell anyone. And even telling my parents was hard because like my dad is one of those people that's like, oh, it's mental, like you don't need medication. So I had a hard time even telling my parents and opening up to them about how I was feeling. So telling my coaches was like the last thing I wanted to tell them. So I had lost all this weight. I don't really know if it was connected necessarily to the medication or it was just connected to my stage of life, like being sad, being down, not eating a ton, still eating, but just not eating a lot. And I remember I was in the bathroom one day getting ready and I got a text from a teammate and she was like, are you doing okay? And I was like, what? And she had expressed to me thinking like I was anorexic, I had been throwing up asking me if I was like doing all of these things. And I was like, no, like, I'm good. You know, I've just been eating cleaner. It's spring quarter. You know, we're in our bikinis, like blah, blah, blah. And the next day I went to practice and my coaches pulled me in and they were like, what's going on? And I was like, what? And they're like, you've lost a lot of weight. Like, we're really worried about you, blah, blah, blah. And that was kind of the start of me feeling like my image really mattered. I was like, people are watching me, like people notice what I look like. And my coaches didn't believe me that nothing was wrong. And I didn't tell them about my depression or anything, because I already had felt like with gymnastics, like, it felt like my life was being watched from a bird's eye view and like being controlled. Like I felt like a little minion on a playground, you know, like they're picking me up, moving me from here to here. And I just like didn't want that side of my life to be controlled. And I wanted to figure it out for myself, which thank God I have because now I'm no longer on medication. I am so happy. Like I did all of that self-work to get better. So in one side, I'm like very thankful. I kind of kept it to myself and still to this day, not a lot of people know that about me. So now the whole world knows that I was on meds, but it's fine because we all go through it. We all have that stage in life and Back to the eating, my coach was like, okay, well, you're going to go to the nutritionist. You're going to report what you eat every single day. You're going to do X, Y, and Z. And at the time, honestly, my whole life, I've been pretty light on the meat eating because I grew up pretty vegetarian. I just like get creeped out by chicken, like raw chicken grosses me out so much. And so I was eating like a lot of like yogurt, lentils, you know, light stuff. And they made me go to the nutritionist and report everything I was eating. And that quarter I had gained like so much weight back because I was being told what to eat, told how to eat. Like I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, the nutritionist was like, you need to be eating 5,000 calories a day, which no, I do not. Like I need to be fueling my body, but I don't need to eat like in excess like that. And so I'd gained tons of weight back. And then I went through like the mental cycle of like looking at myself in the mirror and being displeased. And I think that was the first time I really like looked in the mirror and was like, fuck, I look bad. And that is like the most gut-wrenching feeling to have. And if you've experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like that first time you realize like, shit, I don't look good anymore. And obviously everyone's size is different. Like some people feel that at a young age and are maybe really tiny. And then some people feel that when they're much older or never even experienced that. So for me, that was like my first eye opener. I was like, fuck, like I don't look good. And then that's what brought on my compulsive exercise disorder. Because sophomore year, I was like trying to get back into it. I was over exercising. I lived at the Ramble apartment complexes, which were like this nice on-campus housing with like a full gym. So like I would go to gym and then I'd come home and work out and I was dating my high school boyfriend at the time and I remember us breaking up like later on in that year and I like that was the first time I'd ever felt like oh shit like guys are going to be looking at me like I need to look good for the guys so I was like crazy about working out like I would go to the gym so late at night like I would do my normal day go to work out eat And then at like 9 or 10 p.m., I'd feel guilty that I ate food. So then I'd go to the gym to work out, which like looking back now, I just wish someone told me like, hey, don't you don't need to work out more like let's change something else. So I started overworking out and then I I still looked good. I was an athlete like I was strong. I'm naturally super like muscly like I just hold on to muscle a lot. And so my body looked good. Like, I looked fine, but you could tell, like, my face has slimmed down so much since I've quit gymnastics, and you could just tell I was, like, holding on to the stress because I didn't know, like, I didn't know what relaxing was, and some of my friends are probably watching this, like, Kara, you still don't know what relaxing means, like, you're going all the time, but physically, I know what relaxing means now in terms of, like, working out. Like, I will never work out more than... A few time, Like, I'll talk about this later, how my workout schedule is. But I won't overwork out anymore. So beautiful on that. But I remember going to a meet my sophomore year. And we were in Utah, I think. And I just remember the guys at the floor when I was competing. My ass was to the back of them. And they were, like, hollering about my ass. And I – it was, like, in my routine when I was competing. The music's going. I'm, like, about to run for my floor, floor um, exercise. That's not even what you call it. Did I even do gymnastics? What's it called? Floor pass? My like flips. And so I was just like so unfocused. I was just like thinking about them. And then like that whole night I was thinking about my body. And it was just like a never-ending spiral after that. Like I would get comments from guys after competitions being like, oh, you look so good. Like I want to see you in your leotard. Like shit like that all the time. And so my mind was just always focused on like people see me. Like people notice me, like I can't look bad. And so that was like the hyper focus of my life for the rest of my career. Then we get to junior year. I slim down a little bit. I start a food Instagram, which I feel like is the gateway drug for people that have a food issue is like a food Instagram. Like if you've got a food Instagram, I think something's wrong. Probably. I still love taking pictures of my food, but like I did that for the wrong reasons. I was like tracking my food, tracking what I ate, tracking everything. And so like I was using my food Instagram as a way to like hold myself accountable essentially. And I remember going into my junior year, it was picnic day. And every picnic day we'd get up at like 5 a.m., pop some champagne, start drinking really early. And I was like, I need to look skinny. And so the day before I didn't eat after like, 11 a.m. because I was like, my abs won't look good unless I don't eat until tomorrow. So like I literally starved myself for, I want to say like 24 hours that day. And I'll insert a picture if I can find it. I mean, I looked great. Like I looked like an athlete, but in no way was it healthy. And that morning, I remember waking up and just like starting the day with drinking. Like I didn't even, I didn't even eat. And like we had a full spread of food. Like I just remember the table so vividly like donuts, bagels, everything you can imagine, fruit didn't touch anything because I was like, oh, I have to look good. And it's like, again, I wish I had like a little chip on my shoulder that was like, Kara, like eat a good healthy meal, eat some veggies, eat some proteins and you'll feel great tomorrow. Like, I think I had this idea that like anything I put in my body would make me look fat and I didn't really understand the concept of like healthy eating. Like when you eat clean, And you cook at home, you are like, you're leaned out. Like eating out, eating processed foods, that's where you feel the effect of eating. So that was like the last big thing I remember from my college years because I ended up tearing my Achilles my senior year. And that, which I told you in the first episode, honestly saved my relationship with fitness. And it also saved my relationship with eating because. I could not work out for like nine months and I finally was not able to crutch on my excessive working out for my eating. So I was like, okay, I need to like figure out how to eat healthy. So I definitely suffered for like, I want to say a month of like not eating because I was like depressed, sad. I was trying not to gain weight. I was like, I can't be fat and injured. Like I got to look good. So I went through that whole month of like not really eating. But then after that, I was like, I don't know if it was like the journaling, like the meditation I was doing or like what practice it was that got me to flip a switch. But I finally was like, okay, like this is my time to heal. I'm going to figure it out. And I just started to normalize my eating patterns, like really focusing on three meals a day and just like getting my nutrients. And that saved me. Like my relationship with food took a 180. I I took a step back from my food Instagram for a long time and I got to give a shout out to my ex honestly because he is the reason why like my food issues went away. Like he ate so much food and he ate meals and I was like I tried to change that pattern once I tore my Achilles but honestly I was still a snacker. Like I went to the police academy and I'd bring like oatmeal for lunch which like not a meal. Oatmeal doesn't I mean, it's great for breakfast, whatever. But, like, I was eating, like, no food and then oatmeal for lunch. And him and I started dating during the police academy. And I just remember, like, cooking us dinner and, like, I had to make a full meal because I'm like, okay, I need to, like, make sure he's eating, right? Like, I'm caring more about how he's fueling his body than I am my own body. But over time, being with him, like, I finally was, like, making breakfast every morning, you know, hash browns, eggs, bacon. I was eating, like, everything under the sun eating lunch every day, which like wasn't a practice I had felt. And honestly, that I think was like the key thing that changed my relationship with food because I haven't really had a problem with food since. I don't have a fear of eating things. And I would say if I do have a problem now, it's that I eat too much. Like I eat too much dessert. I eat too much food. Let me take that back. I don't eat too much. I eat too much food that I shouldn't eat, like processed foods, desserts. Like I don't really have a very good healthy balance yet of like leafy greens, vegetables, fruits, all the, the nutrients I need. So that is something I'm still working on today. But in terms of like my eating issues, they're pretty much gone, which is like amazing because that is such a big stress in your head. And I think it just takes like recognizing first that you have an issue, which they always talk about this. I feel like it's like acknowledgement is your first step in recovery. Like it literally is like you need to realize like, oh, shit, I had bad eating patterns. Like I need to do something about this. And then you need to do the internal work and be like, what's going on? Like, why am I doing these things? And then from there, you can kind of start to modify how you practice, how you exercise, how you do all the things. So that's my relationship with food in terms of like body image and looking at myself I lost a lot of weight when I tore my Achilles, and a lot of it was just, like, muscle and stress, just, like, fleeing my body. Like, I shriveled into, like, a non-athletic human, and then I was not as stressed at all because I wasn't competing. I had no external pressures of, like, I need to do good today. Like, I was just living, and I think that took, like, a lot off of my plate, and then I was, like, not in a leotard anymore. I didn't really have to, like, worry about how I looked. It changed everything for me. And even going to the police academy, like, we worked out so much there. And I think I finally, like, I finally was working out not for wrong reasons when I went to the police academy. Because we would work out so much there. Like, I wouldn't go home and work out again because I would be so fucking exhausted. I'd be like, oh, I'm good. And I think just having that healthy balance of like, okay, I'm going to work out these five days a week. And then the one exercise we had to do on the weekend, which at the time I was teaching fitness. So like I would just teach classes on the weekend and that was it. And I think a lot of that kind of healed my relationship with fitness, but truly the game changer for me was like changing my environment from athletics into just like real world. Like I spent so much time figuring out a routine for me that I loved. And that I would do and feel still confident in my body. And so my advice to you would be, if you feel like you're not confident in your body, figure out what it is that's going to help you be consistent. And whether that's planning your workouts, doing group classes, which is what it is for me. Like I already know on my phone, every single workout I'm taking this week, I have my rest day planned. I plan everything out. So I'm a group class girly, tried and true. I'm going in the morning. I always go in the morning because if I go to a night workout, I literally will not go. I will cancel the class. I will take the late charge. I do not care. I don't go to night classes because I can't do it. Which speaking of group classes, if you like group classes, get on ClassPass. I'll drop my link in the description. You get two weeks and I think like 63 credits for free. You can test it out and then cancel it at any time. And then if you sign up, then you can do different purchase plans which this is like not sponsored but i have just discovered class pass and it has changed my life because i've always bought individual packs everywhere but with the app you can go to any studio that's on the app and take a class there and there are different credits different times of the day everything so i'll link it in the description but if you're looking to get into group classes class pass is like such a great thing and we can go take a class together so if you're nervous to go to a class hit me up because i will go to any workout ever Unless it's at night, then might be a hard uh, gamble for me. But getting your routine is so important. Maybe it's running. And honestly, running also helped heal me because when you're training for a marathon, you have to eat. Like, you literally, you can't not eat or you're fucked. Like, you have to feel your body. And so I gained some weight when I started training again. And I was like, at first, I felt like I was going through the loop again of like, oh, shit, I don't look good and then I I dialed back into you know, my first experience of that and was like, it doesn't matter what other people think of me. I'm strong. Like, I'm literally running a marathon. And three, I need to figure out what my routine is again. Like, yes, I had my routine of running, but I had felt like fallen off track of like good eating, good sleeping, good habits. Granted, I was traveling a lot for work at the time. So like I was literally not sleeping at all, but I think just leaning into the things I learned from my first experience with body and eating helped me get out of that hole. I haven't ran again since I ran my marathon. And I feel like I've slimmed down a little bit again. So maybe it's just how my body reacts to running. I hold a lot of muscle super easy. Like if you've seen me in person, you're probably like, damn, she thick. Like I don't lift. I don't, I don't lift weights ever. And I just look like this. So Part of me is like, I think I just need to accept like that was my body changing when I was running and that was all of it. But nevertheless, let's get back on track because I could ramble for hours. Finding your routine. So maybe you go on morning hot girl walks. You don't need to like kill yourself working out to find a good routine. Like go on a 45 minute walk every morning. I guarantee you if you are not exercising consistently now and you go on a 45 minute walk every single day for 30 days, you're going to feel like a new person. And every single time you do something like that where you change your habit or you change a pattern shift, like reward yourself with something. So for me, like if I fall off track with working out, like say I don't work out for three days and then I'm like lazy and don't want to go back, I'll be like, okay, if I go to this workout today, I'm getting a coffee. Like always getting a coffee out is like my reward. Anything I do, like getting me an iced coffee is like, it's a cherry on top regardless and so I reward myself with getting a coffee every time I do something good even like work related like I sell a house I'm going to get a coffee the day I close I'm going to get a coffee I get into contract going to get a coffee I have this like habit like ritual I guess where I reward myself for good work so then it like I feel like it psychologically like hypes me up to do that again because I'm like oh I want to go get my coffee which I'm not saying I don't drink coffee otherwise but like that's the one positive reinforcement for me that I like crave and I want. Like I will drink three coffees a day, which probably isn't the best for me, but I'm a little bit of a caffeine junkie. With all of that being said, I think changing your environment, so getting out of division one athletics or whatever it is, maybe all of your friends are lazy, don't want to work out, don't have good eating, maybe you just need to change your environment and maybe find a new group of people. And I think there's so much talked about on holding on to friends and making relationships work. And I think the biggest lesson I've learned this year is like surrounding yourself by people that truly give a fuck about you and want you to succeed. Like if your friends are holding you back, release them. Like go. Soar. You get one life And the more you have a main character mindset, the more you're going to accomplish, the more you're going to be where you want to be. And honestly, the more your confidence is going to come from within rather than external validation. And the second you can find internal confidence when it comes to your body is the second these problems are going to go away. Because it's not not about what you look like in the mirror. Granted, yes, it is, right? But if you sit here and you truly have body positivity, which I think has lost its meaning in a lot of sense but if you sit here and on and you're like I look so good and you feel internally so good there's nothing in the world that's going to change your opinion there's no photo you see of yourself there's no image in the mirror that you see of yourself that you're going to be like you I look horrible and granted there's days right where maybe you had ice cream or something and you're like oh my god I'm so bloated yes like you're gonna have days but like if you're truly internally feeling like I am hot as shit like I love what I look like I love my body nothing's gonna change that and it's not about a size it's not about a shape it's being healthy like physically being healthy to where your organ and tissues are going to have longevity you're going to survive for a long time and the confidence of like yeah I look good like it literally nothing else matters and I think maybe an unpopular opinion but I think body positivity has taken a turn for the worst. Body positivity is not just like, oh, I look good, like when you're 500 pounds, right? Like you need to be healthy and have body positivity. It's a, it's literally a duo. And I think the balance has been lost a little bit nowadays. And I think it leans more on like, oh, I f- I'm confident. When like, I think if people took body positivity as an internal mission, like I'm going to feel my best therefore I'm going to look my best, I think there would be a lot more success with people struggling with body image. Like it's not about what other people think about you if you have confidence in what you think about yourself. And this goes for everything in life. Like if you're pursuing a dream and you are so fucking confident in yourself, no one's opinion is going to stop you. No one's bad comment on the internet is going to stop you. No one's comment about chasing your dreams and being like, oh, you're going to fail is going to stop you. Like, I have been experiencing this a lot lately because I am making a move that could potentially be one of the dumbest things of my life. And I've had a few people be like, that's probably not a good idea. And I am so fully confident that this move is going to be the best thing in my life that it doesn't even make me second guess it. And I think I think confidence is overlooked in a sense in a lot of ways. Like, the more confidence you have, not arrogance, the more confidence you have your path, your journey, who you are, what you look like, how you feel, like the less that's going to be in your way. And that's not to say that there aren't days where you don't have like a little hiccup. That's the purpose of like friends, family, people to lean on, people that support you is so that you can be like, hey, I'm having a bad day. Like give me that, pick me up and remind me like what the fuck I am, you know? I think the game changer for me has honestly been just going all in on myself and being confident in like who I am, what I look like, what I'm doing. And that's not to say like I don't sit here half the time and be like, what the fuck is the purpose of life? Like where am I going with my life? Like I know I'm bound to be successful. I know I'm going to be successful, but sometimes I feel lost on the path. And I think leaning into like life is about the journey. Life is about being confident in your journey, enjoying the little things and like being so all in on yourself that nothing has stopped me yet. And I think learning that one thing can literally change your life, whether it be with body image, whether it be with career success, whether it be with relationships, like it doesn't matter what it is. But if you are all in on yourself, fully confident, I promise you nothing will get in your way. And I'm going to have one of my best friends, Rachel, on the podcast soon she's a videographer for the kings and her and I have spent the last we've been friends since we were like children and we have spent the last few years like goal setting once a year and manifesting together and just like setting these outlandish goals and her and I lately have been having all of these like weird things start to happen to ourselves and so we're gonna do an episode on it but it is like it is crazy when you start to see the things happening in your own life and then you're like fuck like that shit is real. Like, my mindset does matter. And not to go off on a tangent about going all in, but I think that is, like, so important when it comes to, like, figuring out body image and figuring out body dysmorphia, eating disorders, all of that. Like, you have to turn inside and you have to fight your internal battle. And once you do that, I promise you the external stuff falls into place. With that being said, the last thing that I can think of, of things that have helped me, is I don't wear my Apple Watch as much anymore anymore. I wear it when I teach fitness because I have to keep track of the time, but I have lost my obsession with like tracking my calorie um, burn every day. And that's because I get eczema. <laughs> and I started getting eczema for my watch. And I was like, this is my sign. Like, fuck the watch. It's off. So I don't really wear my watch anymore. And honestly, it has been such a peace of mind because the days I don't work out now, like I didn't work out the last three days until today. And I didn't really like feel anxious about it because I... I didn't even know. Like I wasn't like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You know, like you're checking your phone or your phone notifications and you're seeing how little your activity is every day. It just like has been relieving. And maybe you're one of those people that like needs the goals and you're like, oh, I need to hit this goal today. Like I have a coworker who tries to hit 10,000 steps every day and we have a little... Accountability group and she sends her steps. Like that's what works for her. So maybe that won't help you. But if you feel like you have an unhealthy obsession with your watch, try just ripping it off for like a few weeks and just see how it changes your mindset on things. I think that's everything I have for today on a body image. I don't want this video to be like too long to where you don't listen and you don't enjoy it. If you want to know more, please do let me know. And saying that out loud makes me think of a story that I wanted to say and I forgot to say. So I'm going to add it in here as the final snippet. I lived in a family where my father would food shame us. And he might be listening to this. Him and I have had a fucking journey on our relationship. And we have healed it for the most part now. We still have our issues. But when I was in college, he would, my mom would make us, or my dad would make us burgers, whoever made food. And... The burgers are like this big, like not even that big. And he would eat like a half or a quarter of his burger. And obviously I'd eat the whole thing. Like I'm hungry. And he would be like, why'd you eat so much? Like, were you really hungry? Like I only needed a quarter. And so like I would get food shamed at home to where like I couldn't even open the pantry door without my dad being like, what are you eating? Or like you're hungry again? Or making some sort of comment. So I grew up also in a toxic environment in my own household where I was like, I can't eat. So I forgot I wanted to add that in of like a non-athletics experience with food. But if you grew up in a family environment like that, it's really hard to unlive it and it's hard to forget it and it's hard to move on from it. Like I, for a while, like did not want to see my dad or anyone because I was scared when I went home, like I was going to get comments about being bigger. Like I used to get comments like, oh, your legs look a lot bigger. Like, have you been working out a lot? shit like that. And then when I just broke up with my ex like a year and a half ago, I lost a lot of weight after because I was just like not eating a lot. I was sad. I was trying to figure out my shit again. And I lost a lot of, a lot, a lot of muscle. So when I lose weight, I just like drop muscle, which is sad. I remember the first time I went home after I broke up with my boyfriend and my dad was like, wow, like your legs look so small. Like you look so good. And I have never felt more angry because. For the longest time I let his thoughts control how I felt about my body and I was like what the fuck like I didn't say anything because I'm so non-confrontational but I sat there and I was like I can't believe my own dad just said that to me and like I knew I lost a lot of weight because I was getting so many comments from people being like you're so skinny you're so small you're so this like you look great you look great and in my head I'm like I feel like shit like I'm fucking sad I just got my heart broken I lost all my muscle which I love and I'm like now I'm a skinny bitch which nothing wrong with being skinny, but I like being strong. And like the fact that my dad validated me being sad and losing weight, I was like, what the fuck? So that shit was recent. Like it doesn't go away. I still, you know, have my issues with that. I don't see my dad very often, so I don't really have to experience it a lot. But you're not alone if you experience family shit like that. I grew up being told I was fat. So it's hard when you are in that environment and stuck in that environment to get out of it but I think my number one tip would be like get out of the environment as soon as you can and like shed that from your mind journal about it embrace it and let it go like that's obviously a self-issue on their part and like it's not your problem so again find your internal satisfaction and then the external stuff won't matter as much that's all I got for you today on body image body dysmorphia all of that jazz that we love so much I hope you guys enjoyed Please, please, please leave me a review, like, subscribe, whatever you want. If you want ClassPass, it's going to be in the description. Let's take a workout together. And I will see you guys soon for another episode of Real Talk with Kara Jones. Bye.